and welcome to the Transform Life Podcast, where we discover life from God's perspective. I am your host, Joe Tran, and I would like to thank you for joining us. In this episode, we will be interviewing Caitlin Newland to hear about how God has worked through her life. Caitlin, say hi. Hi. <laughs> so also don't forget to subscribe to get notified of future episodes and feel free to follow me on social media at JoeTran316. That is J-O-E-T-R-A-N 316. We are also recording this episode at Lighthouse Vineyard Church in Elkhart, Indiana. So feel free to find out more about the church online at lighthousevineyard.church. So, Caitlin, how are you doing today? Um, I'm good. Very tired, but I'm doing pretty good today. Nice. So in a few sentences, uh, tell the audience who you are. Oh, wow. Well, I am a military brat. I grew up um, in Southern California, lived in Hawaii for a few years. Um, and now I'm back here in Indiana. So, I mean... <laughs> Did you love uh, traveling in the military? Um, I did. It gave me the chance to make new friends and gave me new opportunities and exposed me to different cultures that I got to experience. So I really liked it. That's awesome. There's a little inside story between Kaylin and I. This is really a strange story. So um, I, uh, I grew up in Hawaii uh, on a military base uh, and I went to high school next to the military base. She just happened to live on the same base and went to the same high school in Hawaii. And this is even stranger. I then moved to California where she also lived in California at the same time. And we're about 10 miles apart from each other. So, and now we're at a random church in the middle of uh, Indiana, Elkhart, Indiana. And we just happen to randomly <laughs> be at the same what church. What are the chances? So uh, what, what are the odds of that? And I don't know. I feel like we should get a lottery ticket or something. <laughs> no, we really should. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just uh, tell us, uh, you know, maybe like three to five minutes, maybe even longer, you know, mm -hmm. take as much time as you want. Uh, tell us how you uh, came to know Jesus. Oh, wow. Okay. I will start at the very beginning sure. even before yeah, I um, knew him. Um, so little background story. I have a neurological condition called neurofibromatosis causes tumors to grow on my nerve endings inside my body. Um, and that brought me to a camp in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, for young adults and kids who have the same condition. You know, we just hang out for a week, go to amusement parks and, you know, just hang out because we both have that um, common condition. Um, when I was there, I, my first year there, I met this guy at this camp that I went to and I took a liking to him. I thought he was interesting. I thought he was cute, you know, whatever. I really didn't think anything of it. Um, came back home from camp and he began messaging me saying, you know, I thought you were cute. And I said, you know, same. I still didn't think anything of it. I didn't care for boys at that time anyway. Um, so the next summer came around the second year at camp. I went back there and we saw each other again. Um, I found myself hanging out around him a lot more than all of my other friends. And same with him. He was, we were just really attracted to each other. I couldn't explain it. It was just different. Um, more different than anything I could explain. Um, on the way to the airport, <laughs> he kissed me in the van. Um, and I don't know, I just like that moment stuck with me for a while. And then after I had left to go home, um, he lives in Portland, by the way, across the country from Indiana. Um, after I had went to go home, we had talked about me coming out there to go see him for my birthday in December. Um, and I did end up going out there to see him. It was, I had a great time. I was out there for a week. I spent my birthday with him, the new year with him. Um, it was really good. And, you know, he had promised me, you know, 
this is going to work. We can turn this into a relationship, blah, blah, blah. I came back home. That never happened. He completely broke my heart. Um, mm. But I, I still talk to him every day. Like, I really did fight for this guy every day. And then camp came around again in the summer, and we saw each other again. Um, and then he had realized, I guess, that he messed up and wanted to see me again, try to work things out. So I went to go see him again on my, for my 21st birthday and for the new year. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up actually establishing a relationship. Um, and I had to, I went to go see him every other month throughout mm -hmm. um, 2019. And he had come to see me for the summer. Um, and everything was going really good, but um, the long distance for him was difficult. Wasn't difficult for me. He just didn't really know how to communicate with me. He didn't understand my anxieties and my mental health and just didn't take care of me in that aspect. Um, so I just really struggled with it and he didn't understand that at all. Mm -hmm. um, so just in October, he had broke it off with me. And in September, I was actually supposed to go and move there with him, but he hadn't moved out of his parents' house yet. And he just seemed to be making all these excuses about why he couldn't do it just yet. But um, yeah, he really, really broke my heart and it's still like to this day, it's hard and mm -hmm. it's months later, but I can definitely say that was my first, my first love. Um, mm. I, I don't know, I just can't explain the impact of it. It really broke me and like I said, it's still hard. And so after that had happened, like the very next day, I think, or a couple of days was a Sunday. And my grandmother, Sue, and my grandpa, Larry, they come to this church. And I was like, you know, I need to go because I've been through something like this before. And I was like, going to church made me feel better. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that Saturday night, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just probably going to sleep in. And I was like, well, no, that's probably the devil talking to me. So I should just probably go. So I ended up going that Sunday. And that Sunday actually happened to be communion, which I thought was like, wow, Jesus really wanted me to be there at church. Um, so obviously I took part in communion and since that Sunday coming to Lighthouse has slowly been helping me move past this. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm 100%. I'd be lying if I did mm -hmm. say I was fully better, but I think um, coming here and knowing Jesus has definitely opened my eyes to bigger and better things and that his plan is better than what my plans were. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. um, so when you were uh, wrestling, you know, with... You know, just tell us about the time when you were wrestling with following this guy, right? Versus following Jesus. What were the thoughts going through your mind? Oh, the, I remember when I was with him, I knew, I knew I loved him, but there was moments I would sit in my bed at night and think about how much I missed him. But then I would think about Jesus and like, I could never, because he didn't believe in the same things as me. Mm -hmm. I was always worried about what my boyfriend thought instead of what mm -hmm. Jesus thought. Um and there would be times I would sit in bed and listen to like the song Mighty to Save by Hillsong. And mm -hmm. I was like, gosh, I want to be saved so bad. And I would sit there and cry because I wouldn't do it because I was afraid of losing him yeah. if I followed Jesus. Yeah. And I was constantly wrestling with that all the time. Mm -hmm. Totally feel you on that. I mean, I've been there too. Mm -hmm. Gosh, <laughs> I've been there so many times. Um, so in your, uh, you know, I, uh, read your story and there was a time, uh, where you were on the beach in Hawaii and, uh, and you saw people getting baptized mm -hmm. and you felt led to get baptized. Could you describe that experience that day? Um, it was a long time ago, but I think I was, I was probably like just turned 16. Um, 
when I had a boyfriend at the time and he was not good for me, very bad guy. Um, and I just, there was like hundreds of people doing it and I just saw them doing it and um, something told me like, you need to do it. You need to do it. Mm -hmm. You're in Hawaii, especially like, mm -hmm. you know, nobody ever gets the chance to be baptized in mm -hmm. Hawaii. People would like die for that. So yeah. um, I just honestly just needed and some Jesus spoke to me and said, you know, you need to go do that. Yeah. Um, so when I asked, they were like, oh, well, did you sign up to be baptized? And I was like, no, I don't know. You had to be signed up to be baptized. Yeah. Um, but they were like, oh, no, you don't know. Don't worry about it. We're just going to baptize you right now. And I was like, oh, okay. So they took me out there and they did it. And there's even a video I have on Facebook of oh, wow. them doing it. And That's yeah, really cool. I, my parents got to go out there with me too and oh, okay. help them do it. And I was just 16 years old. I hadn't really... I guess wrapped my mind around yeah. the entirety of what I was doing. Yeah. But it's still it felt amazing. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that is I've heard a lot of people's stories about getting baptized and I almost all the time I see people saying, I didn't know entirely what I was getting myself into. But mm -hmm. in that moment, it like just something clicked. Like this is something I had to do. Yeah. So I just find that so interesting, like across the board, across all kinds of people that, you know, like Jesus is always pulling at people to be like, look, yeah. I'm right here. I, I'm real, but yeah. you need to make the choice, you know? Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. I felt amazing. But at the same time, I was like, what did I just get myself mm -hmm. into? So uh, describe the conversation you had with Jesus when you decided to go all in with him. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I remember the night that I had my heart broken. I was just like begging him to like either make the pain go away or I was like begging just, I hate to say like, I just didn't want to wake up the next day. I just, mm -hmm. the pain was just so like unbearable. And I know that emotional and physical pain are different, but emotional pain can be mm -hmm. even worse than physical pain sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're actually connected. I mean, your emotional pain leads to physical pain a lot of times. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And I, I was like physically sick from it and I was so tired and just very um, depressed. And mm -hmm. I was like begging him, like, please just do something, you know. Um, and then so later on the next day when I came to church, um, I remember Pastor Clint was saying, if you believe that Jesus went to the cross and died for you and just surrender to him just get on your knees just sit down where you are do something mm -hmm. and so i just got on my knees and i sobbed to him and in that moment it just like felt it felt good it felt right um and i knew that uh, he would just like lead me to better things and it was uh, gonna be a long road ahead of me but every day it just gets better yeah. and i just like always hear him tell me you know it's gonna get better it's gonna get better and i'm gonna give you you know abundant blessings if you just keep following my word. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I, I mean, I think I was serving on that day. I think I was on, in the band mm -hmm. or something. I was doing something. <laughs> Tell me about the day you realize Jesus is the only one who could provide the hope and love you were looking for. Day I realized that. I feel like I realize that every day. Yeah. Yeah, there's... I, it seems like every day is different, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's just, you you know, like that's the core of it, but you you feel like Jesus is revealing even more to it. Yeah. Every day is, it's different. Um, I would say probably the exact day I realized it was the day I got my heart broken. But every day, I think I realized that I need him like more and more, especially on the days where I'm having like maybe going through spiritual warfare, where I'm being 
tested by the devil or, you know, stuff like that. Um, I just think I need him every day and I thank him every day for what he did for me. And I always like have these thoughts that go through my head, like just like really weird random thoughts. Like I think about, I wonder like what, like if he was thinking about me hanging there on the cross or thinking about me as he was carrying it. And I know he was, and he was thinking of everybody. Um, so I just stick with that every day. Yeah. You know, I love following him. And the best part about being a Christian is knowing that yeah. everything's going to be okay in the mm -hmm. end. Exactly. Yeah. So what is it that you, like in your prayer life, what is it that you talk to Jesus about? Um, throughout your day, throughout your day, just regular stuff. Um, well, funny story. I work in retail, so I really try to talk to him about like, help me keep my emotions at bay, help me learn to love everybody that comes through my line, whether they're really mean or really nice, because he wants us to love it like he loved. So um, every day I just ask him to keep me happy, um, just keep me moving through my day. I always pray for other people too, even even if they don't have anything going on in their life, I pray every day for my best friends. Mm -hmm. I pray every day for the people around me. Mm -hmm. um, I just pray for a good life and yeah. blessings. Nice, yeah. awesome, awesome. So what? So what have you done since then? You know, after you gave or recommitted your life to Jesus, um, what have you done since then to grow your relationship with Him? Um. So I have. I've given up things that are bad for me things that I did with the guy that I was with uh, things we did together wasn't great so I gave up um how do I say this I give up things that satis that satisfied me uh things that I thought would satisfy me more than him I gave I've given those things up um I've also taken time to have devotional every day I have like three or four devotionals I'm doing right now I have like a little prayer book I open up every day and it has a little prayer for the to begin my day um, before I go to bed at night, I have a book that I read that's just a single devotional. And then I am, um, I have a book that I write in called, I think it's called The Walk with Christ. And oh, okay. it, it's for like beginners who are walking with Christ um, that I write in every day. Um, and yeah, and I also just met this, um, just randomly, I was at Martin's and my mom and I had met this guy named Hunter and she told me, she was like, ask him if he's in the military because he has a military haircut. And I was like, no, that's weird. <laughs> and so she ended up asking him and he said, no, I just like the haircut. And we got to talking and he actually goes to um, Granger Community Church and attends Bethel. And him and I actually planned to meet tomorrow to have a devotional together. Oh, wow. And yeah, he just, he's a godly man. And it, yeah. I mean, I know him as a friend right now and yeah. I kind of hope it just stays like that because I think God brought him to me mm -hmm. as a friend to continue to follow him mm -hmm. and know him deeper. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So how have you personally, like when you, when you evaluate yourself as a person, how have you changed uh, since giving your life to Christ? Um, what I've noticed is that I'm not as tired anymore. I like sleep better at night and it's weird because like when I'm not sleeping good at night, I'll just like repeat Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in my head and I'll fall right to sleep. Huh. Um, I'm not as tired anymore and I find myself to be a lot nicer to strangers, especially at work. Like, like I said earlier, I don't let my emotions get the best of me anymore. I just find myself being a lot more like nicer and a lot more like caring of people. Even my friends who choose not to believe in what I believe and I'm like, I still am just like kind to them and I tell them, hey, I'm praying for you and 
I have really good friends, even though they don't believe in what I believe in, they mm-hmm. thank me for that. And um, I just find myself to be a light to other people more so than before. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's so interesting when you, there's just this, this other force that comes in. Like when you, when you give your life to Christ, it's like you have this impulse to really care about other mm-hmm. people. It's so, and sometimes <laughs> like in my personal experience, I've had the impulses to like, like outrageously care for people or provide for people. And, uh, and when I evaluate, I'm like, wow, there's no way like the human version of me <laughs> yeah. could, could want to do that. Exactly. So uh, a little bit of the same question. How do you see yourself now uh, compared to before Christ? Oh, gosh, before Christ, I was like indulging just in stuff that wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. I was worried about what other people was were thinking. I was worried about what my boyfriend was thinking of me. I just like was trying to be this other person that I wasn't and it was really frustrating for me and I think that's part of why I I kind of like <laughs> destroyed myself in a way um it, I wouldn't say it's fully my fault but um I was just going down a destructive path before I met Jesus and I knew him when I was younger um in my like when I was a younger teenager but I had never started like pursuing him like I have now mm-hmm I see. Okay. Nice. Uh, this is one of my last questions. Uh, what have you not talked about that you'd like to mention? Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, well, I do have, um, the mission trip coming up with lighthouse. We're going to Guatemala and it'll be my first mission trip. And I've never been out of the country before. So it'll be my first time out of the country. Um, and I am really excited to see, how much it will change my walk with Christ. Even though it's going well now, I feel like it's really going to open up a lot of doors spiritually. And I feel like it's going to heal me in ways that I haven't been healed yet. Um, Just to be able to um, be God's person and go and do his works and help the people there build their home church and be um, like seeing children and ministering to them. I think it's going to be a really awesome experience for me. And I'm so excited to see the way Jesus works in other places and cultures. And I'm just excited to be that light for him mm-hmm. to other people. And I'm just like, I think my heart's ready for it, but I know I'll be overwhelmed and I'll probably sob my eyes out going there and doing <laughs> praise and worship during church, just because I feel like it's just going to be so spiritually different yeah. for me. So. That's usually how it is for, I mean, from a lot of people I've spoken to that have gone on mission trips, they're just, their lives change, you know, I mean, completely. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's gonna, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I think that is it for this, uh, this interview. I I like to thank you so much for joining us, you know, and, and being willing to share your story. Um, is there anything else that like, let's say, I mean, there's someone, there's, obviously someone going to be listening to this that needs Mm -hmm. to hear this. What is it that you feel that you'd like to tell them personally? Um, I just, in my situation that I was in, I I was his foe. I wasn't his friend, you know? Um, And Jesus was still reaching for me. Even when we're not reaching for him, he's always reaching for you. Um, And he just loves you so much. He loves everybody. Um, I just want people to know if they're struggling, that he is always reaching for you even if you're not reaching for him. Awesome. Well, 
Thank you so much. That's that's so great. I'm going to go in and pray, and then we're going to close okay. this out here. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing us with this opportunity to share a story that you have written through Caitlin's life. Um, we just ask that you use this recording to touch the lives of people who need to know you, who need to know you personally. Um, we just ask that you continuously um, guide whoever hears this episode um, into into your life, into your light. Uh, so we just pray these things in your son's holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that is today's episode of the Transformed Life Podcast, where we discover life from God's perspective. Tune in next week, Wednesday, where we talk with Tony and his personal battles with drugs and leukemia. If you have any questions, suggestions, or you would like to share your story of how Jesus has personally worked through your life, feel free to email us at the Transformed Life Podcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to subscribe and feel free to follow me on social media at Joe Tran. 316 that is j-o-e-t-r-a-n 316 thanks once again for tuning in and we will see you next time